Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. I know. That was mine. Hello there. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to another episode of Don't Give a 50, the podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. Shout out to you, our tribe of awesome 50-ishers who are tuning in each week. And thanks to everyone who takes the time to review our podcast. Hey, we would also love it if you could share our podcast with just one friend. Pick a friend, any friend, and either tell them about us or send them a link. It's a great way to get the word out there and we're really keen to build a supportive community of 50-ish women. This is a time for us and this is a podcast for us. Love that. Thank you. Did you like that? Thank you. So Trish, originally we thought we could cover the topic of hair in just one episode, but as it turns out, it's such a big topic and it's so relevant to all the many changes we're experiencing at this time in our lives that we've gone for the double whammy. Last week, we enthralled our listeners with Tales of your swept over to one side curls for the year drop formal. It was quite spectacular. <laughs> it was. I've got I've got photos. There's photos at my mum and dad's it, place. With Revlon Cerise and blue eyeshadow combinations, patterned hair loss or thinning of hair as we age, Trish sneaking in behind her hairdresser's back to get the much desired belliage look. Mel's alopecia revelation, blending in our graying hair, transitioning to grey, and then we headed downstairs 
We learnt that pubes actually serve a purpose. We learnt a new phrase. Well, I did anyway. If there's no grass on the wicket, then you shouldn't play cricket. And we finished up with Trisha's self-waxing of the pubes fiasco. They say you learn something every day, ladies. We hope you learned something or identified with one or more of the stories shared last week. But there is so much more to cover. And it's not all a laughing matter because there is obviously trauma associated with female hair loss as well. So without further ado... Here it is, the second instalment of What's With Hair. Last week we started upstairs, then headed downstairs and finished off with Trisha's bald lolly in the cotton wool story. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, do you know, <laughs> well, there's probably no surprise here, but I can get a little bit of anxiety and I'm very much a person who will just chatter away, chatter away, get a bit overexcited, tell stories and then wake up at 2am and go, oh, did I really tell that story? So it's like storyteller's remorse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, ladies, I have been having a little bit of remorse about that story and my oversharing of the waxing fiasco, but then I thought, no, we promised to be honest, we promised to be vulnerable. So that's what I did. But I must say... <laughs> On that note, I was on a, a party boat on the weekend and it was for my niece's birthday and graduation celebration and my brother was on that boat as well. And um, he is in his late 50s and so not really our target market. So when I'm telling these stories, I'm not really telling them for his benefit. <laughs> Listening. Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure. So, and he is very naughty. He's very mischievous <laughs> and he always has been. He is the, you know, the lovable larrikin that can get away with so much. He so is. he's greeted me with this big hug and then just blurted out, oh my gosh, I feel like I know so much about your vagina now. And just as he said that, one of my niece's young male friends walked past <laughs> and just looked at us. In shock horror. My brother's then gone, no, it's all right. She's my sister. <laughs> Which, of course, he thought he was making it better. <laughs> he just made it worse. So, And it, also on this boat cruise, I start talking to some of my niece's young friends who have been listening, some female, some, some male. male. And all I can think of is, they now oh, my know. gosh, the they are gonna, if they the listen, they're going to know that story. And I think that's just too much. They don't need to know that about me. Trish, but anyway. I love I love you for that. You are oh. freaking awesome, honestly. But I feel that despite all of that, I feel like we left out a few things. Um, so how about this week? We start downstairs and then we head upstairs. Oh, excellent. So here I have just made a revelation that I'm oversharing and I'm horrified about talking about hair downstairs and I'm just going to launch straight back into it yet let's, again. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so obviously with hair downstairs, um, <laughs> there's options. Waxing <laughs> is no longer an option <laughs> that I choose to embark You'd on. You'd be scarred for life, possibly literally. Well, maybe I'm, <laughs> I've never checked it out that closely. <laughs> That will remain a mystery to me. <laughs> so um, I'm noticing with all of the younger generation that laser is a huge trend and such a great idea. True. Obviously after the waxing I wasn't going to go back there. So a lot of people that I knew were talking about laser and I thought, oh, okay, I'll give that a go. Mm. 
And I did give that a go, but I found it really painful. Okay. So I didn't go back for about two years. <laughs> but then I thought, no. That tells us a lot. It tells us a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it'll just feel like a little lick of a rubber band. <laughs> well, this felt like I was being branded and I'm like, no way am I going back to that. Especially being branded downstairs. Oh, and That's but, a very sensitive spot. But then everyone kept going, oh, no, no, it doesn't oh, hurt that much. Okay. Okay. Mm. Well, and I thought, you know what, I'll give it another go. I'll go somewhere else. Yep. And I did and it was much more bearable. So I got my laser on my bikini line and also on my armpits mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite as adventurous with the bikini line as I once was with my self-waxing <laughs> attempt. But anyway, that's more than you probably need to know. Self-Brazilian. Well. Okay, but, right. But um, a dear friend of ours, Simone, has also shared her laser story. And which this, this is a very recent story. Very recent story and I might say a little bit more adventurous than mine. So, of course, I've noticed the trend of the, all the young, cool girls going and getting laser to all different parts of their body. And as I've gotten older, I've realised that my undercarriage area sort of annoys me. Do you wax it? Do you laser it? Do you veet it? What do you do? Um, ingrown hairs, regrowth, it just is all too much. So, in the January sales, I noticed that Australian laser clinics, like some clinic laser company, had a 50% off sale. And I thought, and after speaking to so many people over the years, I thought, stuff it, I'm going to go and I am going to get the deal and I'm going to get rid of my unwanted hair. So I got the package which was Brazilian and underarms and it was 50% off and I thought, fantastic, great idea. So all year I've been thinking about it. It started in January and it's got a 12-month thing. I was thinking about it and finally in July I head off to get my Brazilian and underarms lasered. First treatment, I walk in and the lovely girl, you know, said, okay, right, so get nude because we've got to do your underarms and we've got to do your Brazilian, so everything off apart from your mask. So there I am lying there ready to go. She comes back into the room and I apologise profusely for everything, for being nude and 53 lying on the table thinking I'm young as I am absolutely not. Anyway, she said, no, been there like I do vaginas all day so we're good to go. And as I'm lying there and she's lasering me and I've got my goggles on, mask on and nothing else on, I see a little plaque that says you can add extras on. So there was Areoli, $13, Snail Trail, $20, Buttocks, $14, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, and I'm lying there thinking, hmm, wow, God, I don't know whether I'd have the courage to do any of that. So at the end of the treatment, all good, off I go. And then in a month's time, I have to come back for my second treatment, which was in August. So in August and all month, I kept thinking about, do I have a hairy bottom? I have no idea whether I have a hairy bottom, but suspect. I just want everything cleaned up. And I was thinking, while you're there, maybe I should get that sorted as well. And the girl, and I said, I'm so embarrassed. And the girl said, no, no, no. She said, well, look, just roll over on your side. And if you can just pull your 
butt cheeks apart. I'll have it. I said, because I don't know whether I've got hair on my bottom. She said, well, just pull your buttock cheeks apart and we'll have a look. And she said, look, yep, you do have a few little hairs there. And I said, okay. I said, would you mind doing that too? And she said, yeah, well, that's an extra $14. I said, yep, no, we're good to go. Anyway, so she's done my bottom as well. And um, I've walked out, paid the $14. And I've got to tell you, I am so proud of myself that at 53, I was brave enough to actually ask a girl to laser my bottom. So I'm going to have a really nice, smooth area. So there you go. Well, I would say, Simone, that's 14 bucks well spent, my friend. There are so many takeaway moments oh, in yeah. Simone's story. I'm, I'm I, digging the undercarriage. I love undercarriage. <laughs> and I love how, in Simone's case, it took for her to see it at a 50% January sale <laughs> to think that I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> if it's on sale, ladies, let's do it. It is such a good story. Such a good story. That is an absolute ripper. But it does go to show that laser is becoming more and more popular and women of all ages are embracing it. Absolutely. It seems like most people are really happy with the results as well. My sister-in-law, I was also speaking to her and she's shared her laser story with us. When I was 40, my 40th birthday, I had a stomach reconstruction, which is also a tummy tuck. And I had that after having six children, including a set of twins who were six pound each. So you can imagine what a mess my abdomen was in. And they took a large piece of my abdominal skin. So took a large piece of skin from my belly. It was probably the size of a pizza baking tray. They stretched the top down and the bottom up and relocated my belly button. It was about 10 centimetres higher in the skin that had been 10 centimetres higher and pulled my whole bloody pubes up as well. So, you know, my map of Tassie was almost, I don't know, twice the size. See, ladies, there's just so much to be considered. And after Shelley had shared that story with me, and left the recording, she actually said, uh, sent a message saying that she should have said that her map of Tassie was more like the Queensland, New South Wales border bubble. <laughs> it had moved somewhat. My north. God, she answered my question because I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so if your pubic line comes up, you know, what do you do? But of course, good old laser. Because you imagine laser. shaving that back in the day, like pre laser days. So, and some ladies would have had to. Because t- tummy reconstructions have been around for a while. So yes. amazing story. And it's great to see that she was able to find a solution. So she's Absolutely. had the tummy reconstruction, you know, after yeah. the six babies, and the, including the twins. And then she's also been able to deal with the new pubic line. Yeah. So And with Shelley's <coughs> tummy reconstruction, um, I think as well because of all the children, yep. you know, Shelley's yeah. always been such a slight lady, but um, there was just so much extra skin from it being stretched. It's just absolutely amazing. So good on her. Well done. Trish, something that's always intrigued me is teenage girls moving through adolescence who are in a rush to become women. And I've always (laughs) asked, why? So I've heard stories of, you know, girls drawing pubic hair on. (laughs) 
Because they don't have the gift of hindsight. They don't have the gift. Exactly, exactly. And we have another friend, Kate, who has a very funny story. I know a young girl that wanted to be a woman so badly that she went to school all day sporting hair from the hairbrush in her underpants. And when she came home from school, she was sitting on the couch, legs wide apart, and all this fuzz hanging out. And her mother went up to her to, to have a check, pulled her knickers down and found that there was the hair from the hairbrush. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what to do with that. They must have been bloody uncomfortable. That was being so itchy. That's a, a cracking story. <laughs> That's worse than shaving your pubes, the itchiness oh, that that... Oh, 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 I agree. All I can think of is itch, the scratch. It, I've got this... It's a bit of a thing with me, like I don't know if it's a phobia or what, but the, and I'm feeling like almost like I'm going to vomit talking about it, but the hair out of the hairbrush, mm. my daughter actually chases me with it because oh. it repulses me so much because I feel like I'm going to vomit. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it yeah. is. But no, that's, that's a bit weird, Trish, but anyway, <laughs> but we're anyway, doing weird. So that story with that phobia is just too much. We do weird on Don't Give a 50 because do. we don't give a 50. I do very weird <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's time to move on yep. from okay. downstairs. Yeah, yeah, we need to move on from yeah. downstairs. I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling a very interesting story because there's the old saying, does the carpet match the curtains? <laughs> and she was sharing with me how, you know, it's gone full circle because, you know, when you start dyeing your hair, then the carpet doesn't match the curtains. <laughs> but then when you go full circle to completely grey, you come back to the carpet matching the curtains. <laughs> You know, that old chestnut of the curtains matching the carpet? Well, that's actually done a full 360 back to my 20s where they actually match now, uh, but with a completely different variation on colour, of course. As a previously and definitely previously dark-hued Yeti that I am, there's a lot going on in this area for me. Long story short is there is actually not enough tweezers or wax in the world, so I'm actually quite relieved that this little pig's now very white hairs that are appearing on my chinny-chin-chin is completely jibbing the wolf because no bugger can see them anymore, thankfully. We need to move on, Trish. We need to move enough, on from downstairs. Enough, as our friend Simone would say, enough about our undercarriage. <laughs> we need to leave our undercarriage behind and move on up. Yes. So the hair on our head is disappearing, yet it seems to have no problem growing on our face. Big problem for women our age. Well, it can be anyway. Yeah, so I think, um, and Dr Karen may have touched on this, but when our oestrogen level comes down a bit, our testosterone level... Testosterone. <laughs> I thought I'd nailed it. <laughs> goes up a bit. And, yes, women, we do have that T word in us. Mm. Not even going to attempt it again. It becomes a little bit more dominant and as a result we do see more hairs growing mm. on our face. Yeah. In our nose, in our ears oh. and, you know, it's almost like a, a downy, light downy effect on our face and then you get the little whiskers that oh my God. were not there and then all of a sudden they're there and you're just thinking, how long has that been there for? <laughs> <laughs> and then you try and pull it out like sitting at the, the traffic lights. Because it's only when the sun hits it a certain way that you can see it. I don't know about you, but sometimes you try and pull it out and it actually kind of <laughs> curls up like a little bit of a ribbon, like a little ribbon on a, a little pink tail. Yeah. Yeah. 
Honestly, honestly, Trish, I watched my mum tweezing out the hairs on my grandmother's chin and I was (gasps) mortified, absolutely mortified. And then you fast forward... A number of years, like 30 years or so, and you're like, I've become that person. And I remember a few years ago now being at my son's rugby game and my mum came up to me and said, oh, love, um, while we were watching rugby just then, I looked over at you and I noticed this long hair (laughs) (laughs) coming out of your chin and it was really quite noticeable. (laughs) And I'm thinking, excellent, excellent. Excellent. This is ju- this is so good. So Trish, being completely vain, the minute the game had finished, I was in the car and I went straight to the pharmacy, bought some tweezers, and in the car I got that sucker out. And it is quite satisfying when you do get it. Oh, out. I was but so I've, satisfied. I've had the conversation with girlfriends and said, if you see hair mm. growing out of my chin, like yeah, like and occasionally there'll be like one black whisker. Somewhere mm. high on the cheek. And you just think, where have you come from? But mm. I'm a teller. So if I see you with one, I will tell you. And Thank I won't you. wait till the football game's finished. I'll come <laughs> up in the middle and go, excuse me, Mel, you got a hit. You and I, to I, may to even, I may even lean over and try and grab it, pull it out for you. <laughs> Tweeze it. it would rip out the tweezers <laughs> out of the hand. And out talking of the about that, it's, it's like not only do you get the whiskers on your face, but your nasal hair keeps growing. As well. I friggin' didn't know that. Yeah. And and once Nasal again, hairs. you know. For us girls. Uh, for us girls. A bit and devote. You need to trim them. You can even get those little <laughs> things that you can put up your nose. But I haven't done that. But I have trimmed and I have tried to pull them out. And let me tell you, that <laughs> will make your eyes. Brings tears to your eyes. Tears to my What are those? So, Trish, um, what are those <laughs> things actually uh, called? I, do they have that? <laughs> I don't know. If they have names. The poor girls. Poor girls listening. But that was that was my, uh, you know, quite often that would be a 40th birthday present. <laughs> I would throw in with things as the nasal, uh, automatic nasal hair trimmer. <laughs> that is gold. As I mentioned before, like the hair on the face, it, it, it can get quite downy. And because I've got quite olive skin, I always feel a little bit self-conscious about it. So I have actually gone and got my face waxed a few times. Mm, Once again, I wasn't going to do it myself. (laughs) We all know why. And it was fine and I liked the result the first time but then you would kind of get this, you know when men shave and they get that line down your face? So sometimes if you do have a bit of hair on your face and then you get your hair of your face wax, even as a lady, you can get like a line so they can see where oh. you've had it waxed. And then I got it done and my skin kind of reacted to it. So I got like, you know, like a few little, I don't know, not ingrown hairs as such, but kind of like pimply things and whatnot. So I don't do that anymore. But I have found, I've got a lady who I go to, um, Sally Williams Beauty, and she's in Paddington in Brisbane at My Colour. And she does this facial that's called dermaplaning and what they literally do it's like a a micro blade like a little razor blade and it not only does it take the hair off but it also takes off all the dead skin cells so your skin afterwards and they like tie that in with a facial as well okay so your skin afterwards feels so smooth and so lovely and 
your products sink in better, your makeup goes on nicer. So I'm a little bit obsessed with that. That's amazing because the minute you said blade, I'm thinking shave. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it's basically that. But it's just so gentle. It's just kind of like if you get your fingernail and like gently scratch the palm of your hand, that's what it feels like. Dermaplaning is a brilliant treatment for this soft downy hair on the cheeks because it removes dead skin and reduces pigmentation as well as getting rid of the the fluff. Um, And also it gives your skin a nice glow and your makeup goes on better because I know also with makeup it gets hard as your skin ages and loses elasticity. So there you go. I think I might actually have a go at the, what's it called, microdermaplaning? Uh, No, dermaplaning. Dermaplaning. Okay, there you go. I've yeah. learnt something new. Something there you else. Go. Yeah, new. no, and ladies, highly recommend it. Don't mm-hmm. be freaked out. And Sally, <laughs> Sally, like me, is also a little bit uh, weird. We get quite a kick out of seeing all the dead skin cells. She puts it on like a black cloth. <laughs> is that like and then peeling goes, Look, skin? <laughs> Look. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I think I need to go and see yeah, Sally. Very much like peeling sunburn. Oh, I love yeah, peeling well, sunburn. Love I am very weird about we'll that. We just ask you, beautician, say, could you please show me what comes off? <laughs> I will. So now we've had some fun and had a laugh at ourselves, but we really want to acknowledge how grateful we are to actually have the occasional hair issue. It's an absolute privilege of ageing, which some don't get to experience. We're so extremely mindful that whilst there might be bad hair days, there is someone out there that may have lost their hair due to a number of circumstances out of their control and would love to have that problem. So very, very quickly back to alopecia, which we talked about last episode that I suffer, but there are, or there is another form of alopecia called alopecia universal. And I've met women who have absolutely no hair on their bodies at all. So they are completely bald. They have no eyebrows, eyelashes no body hair, no pubic hair, no nothing. These women are extraordinary. Some wear beautiful scarves. Some have um, amazing wigs. They're thousands of dollars. They look so real. Um, And so I've met women in the past that have absolutely no hair through alopecia and I wouldn't have known because the wigs are so incredible. So kudos to those women. It's, It's huge. You know, we do link a lot of our identity, you know, and I know I do as well, like, and my sort of identity as a, as a woman with my hair and given that I have alopecia, that's, it's very sacred to me. So the, those women are absolutely, you know, amazing. And I also wanted to talk about those women that have experienced hair loss through chemotherapy. So obviously cancer diagnosis is a very traumatic experience and there are lots and lots of women at our age, Trish, in midlife who have had cancer, um, who are you know, in cancer treatment right now and they're struggling – or not, sorry, not struggling. They are experiencing the – I mean, I would find it quite traumatic to lose my hair and then to find it growing back again. It's extraordinary. Now, I went through this experience with my cousin – Trish, another Trish, and she has been kind enough to share her story of hair loss and then hair regrowth through chemotherapy. Hi, Mel and Trish. Uh, 2014, diagnosed with breast cancer. I had surgery and then I had to have chemo and radiation and it's the chemo that um, actually made me lose my hair. The first three rounds were a particular combination of drugs, one of which caused my hair loss. So each round was three weeks apart. I'd actually lost my hair by the second treatment. When you first have the the treatment, you think, oh, I wonder when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. 
I had longer hair, so I decided to get it chopped off because everybody said, get it cut short so it's not as traumatic, blah, blah. So when I went to the hairdresser to get my hair cut short, I actually, that was the worst part. I cried because I didn't want to have it short, but I knew that it was the best thing to do at the time. Went and all got, got my hair cut off, but then as after that first treatment, it finally started falling out. So you can run your fingers through your hair and then it starts ap appearing like in between your fingers when you pull your fingers through your hair. Uh, so that was weird. And then of course, on your pillowcase at night, when you wake up in the morning, there's more and more and more of it on your pillow. I finally decided to shave my head. A couple of things happened. One, I looked at the self, myself in the mirror at one point and I felt that I was actually trying to pull pieces of hair strategically over bald patches like an elderly woman and uh, I decided okay maybe that's not great and also when you try and put anything in to hold your hair in place like a textured mud or something you put it in but then as you pull your hands away from your head you actually have hair on your fingers so you can't even use that it's the weirdest thing and also the morning that I shaved my head I had so much hair over the shower great drain I thought that's that's it I've just I've got to get rid of it so that was my um, my tipping point I think the other difficult thing was when you lose your hair from the chemo you also lose your eyebrows and your eyelashes or your underarm hair pubic hair hair on your legs and arms and as good as that actually sounds it's really interesting around your eyes and when you look at yourself that's I think when you get to the point where you go yep I really look like a cancer person because you cancer patient because you just feel like you've got you're absolutely stripped bare. Trisha's story definitely takes me on an emotional journey with oh, her. I can imagine. The whole way, like watching her cut her hair and then shave her hair. I went to chemo with her not every time but her hair is back to what it was all those oh, years. Glory. Yeah, before. Yeah. Absolutely extraordinary. That's just such an amazing story. When she said that she felt stripped bare, mm. I just thought, you know, that really hit the nail on the head. It's confronting, isn't it, Trish? Yeah, I think so much of our femininity is tied up with our hair, you know, and maybe that's a stereotype that needs to be broken. Maybe it is, yeah, absolutely. Um, I find women like Trish are just so incredibly dignified you know, the women that I know with alopecia, universal, are they so dignified? Like just the, the way, like during their treatment or the, the girls that have permanently lost their hair, uh, the way they handle themselves, the way they conduct themselves, they're extraordinary women. Well, I think when you have gone through something like that, that mm. you become more empathetic to the yeah. world. And I think it's a Sophia Loren quote that says that eyes that haven't cried can't be beautiful. Oh, I love that quote. I love that. I but haven't so heard true. that. Yeah, eyes that haven't cried. Can't be beautiful. Can't be beautiful. Because it's kind of, you know, I mean, take with it what you will, but it, mm. it basically is, says to me that those times where you are in hardship or people have been through some really traumatic stuff, they can view the world in a such more beautiful lens because of, of what they've been through. You just use the word lens. And I well, think I that might be. Eyes, I know. I think that might have been my influence. Oh, did you? <laughs> what? Because I got it right. Yeah. No, because I used it last time. Mm. Anyway, just okay. saying. That was thank mine. you for that, Mel. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for your influence on improving my diction. <laughs> Just by merely being around your intelligence. So that leads us to the end of our double whammy hair episode. What oh a privilege. Gosh. What an honour. So many great women that have contributed their stories, their journeys. Loved every minute of it. Yeah, so much. So much to discuss and we could go on and on and, and on, on and on and yes. on, but we won't. So thank because, you. you know, we haven't even touched on the, uh, you know, the old saying of the drapes matching the carpet. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd like to know more about that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, share with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what topic you'd like us to tackle next. Don't be shy. You know we're not. This is a judgment-free zone and we're always happy to hear from you. I think we agree. Life is for living. Buy the shoes, eat the cake, drink the wine, use the good stuff. Cut your hair, wear it long, go natural, wax. But be careful. Laser, do whatever you want. Just don't give a 50 because you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We are all awesome regardless of age and living is an absolute privilege. I thought I'd just help Mel in that awkward (laughs) pause. (laughs) I got tongue-tied. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.